Radio. Let's talk pets. Hi, welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me today are my good friends, Petra Burke. Hello. And Kate Abbott. How do and if you hear a little fussing from Kate's direction, she has Walter on her lap, her almost 14-year-old, who's a little antsy tonight, so he's kind of squirmy. So if you hear any weird noises from the background, that's Walter. <laughs> or you say it's Kate. Yeah, or, or Kate. <laughs> We're going to talk about a different kind of subject. I don't think we've, in all the podcasts we've recorded, I don't think we've talked about this specifically before. Sort of. Well, we've talked about choosing a breed and why you would. Right. right. But this is kind of before that. Right. If you're contemplating getting a dog, what we would like you to think about is why. You know, granted, we think dog ownership is awesome. And Kate has two and Petra has three and I have two. And those of you who have listened to our podcasts over the last 10 years (laughs) or longer... (laughs) have heard the stories as we've lost old ones and brought in new ones. And and so dog ownership is a huge part of each of our lives. But we also talk to people, both students of ours and listeners from our podcast who have contacted us or people who contact us just to get another opinion. And people's vision of what dog ownership is varies tremendously and sometimes it's at conflict for what the dog really is and that's what we want to talk about in this podcast is having a realistic vision of dog ownership so for example kate had a call on private training a year or so ago and and thinking about that basically was part of what led to this podcast so she was having the woman was having problems with her mixed-breed rescue dog. And, uh, well, the long and the short is after talking with her, and I did ask her at one point, so why did you rescue this dog? Well, he was kind of beige, blonde, and, and she liked that color. But what it turned out was that her previous dog had been very mellow, very sociable, and she had a group of friends, and they would meet and go for walks with their dogs and go to coffee shops and hang out with their dogs. And when she lost her, when she had to put her old dog to sleep, she missed that. So she kind of went looking for one that matched her outfits and looked like the other dogs. Oh, gosh. Because she wanted that life again. Accessory. You're shopping for an accessory? Whereas I thought about it, it was like her membership card to the group. Huh. The problem was the dog did not want to be social. She chose the wrong dog. She chose the wrong personality. Which doesn't sound like she was really looking at personality, more of right. looking at how the dog looked and how she would look with it. Her vision and her reality did not match up. And I got to be the bearer of the news to tell her that. And yes, you can train a dog to accept going out in public and so forth. Well, some dogs you can. Well, yeah. But you can't dogs train like, them though. to like it right. if they're not... I don't care how much chocolate you gave me. I am not going to be happy in a mosh pit. Right. Oh, you ought to see her at Disneyland. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
is not the happiest place on earth for me. So I guess part of our discussion then would be identifying realistically, really think about it, why you want a dog. And if I look at that, it's hard for me to think about that because I've had dogs my entire adult life. Even when I went to Marine Corps boot camp, I left the dogs and then came back from boot camp and had the dogs. So I've had dogs all my life. So it's not a question of why. I just, they're part of who I am. So thinking about why I choose the dogs that I do, I like their companionship. I like the challenge of teaching them and teaching them different things. I think thinking about how to teach the dogs keeps me on my toes because every dog is different. I like the social aspect of the people who have dogs. I think the dogs, I could glue myself to the computer for hours and having the dogs make sure I get up from the computer every once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) Since that's my other job. You know, and I think what I get a lot at my work is once they, you know, you're a dog trainer, amazing how many coworkers come up and ask questions. Yeah. But the most common one is, um, I want to get a dog for my kid. Oh yeah. There's their vision. Yes. Now their vision is Lassie. And I go, why? Lassie is going to save my child when he falls down the well. Right. That's their vision. Yep. But Lassie, Lassie's not real life. Well, Lassie was real life, but the yeah. the story, the mythology, yeah. is not real life. There was somebody behind the camera saying, "Bark now, move left." I mean. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So their vision doesn't match up with reality right. without sitting down and talking about it some more. So okay, you know, start asking them little questions first. Is why. You yeah. know, your child, how old your kid, and then it's like, okay, so the stages of the child growing up, so you're going to have this dog average 14 years. So between your dog, your child's age now and 14 years, they're going to grow up, they're going to get involved with sports, they're going to be involved with boyfriend, girlfriends, they're going to learn how to drive, they're going to do this. Who's got the dog? Not them. Mm-hmm. So I said, the question is, do you really want a dog in your life. Right. You, not the child. And then they go in college, they move away, la da da. Parents end up with the dog. Very few colleges allow you to bring a dog to school with you. Yeah. And then the kid's going to be so busy in school, the dog's going to be ignored anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Visions. I mean, yeah. Like the lady who dog was going to be her membership card back into her social thing. I mean, she might as well have gotten an English bulldog that couldn't go on the walks. Yeah. Just because it couldn't breathe. I mean, would be happy and sociable but wouldn't do all the checklist things. And then there's the other aspect of it is choosing the right breed or mixtures of breed. So many people see our dogs, and we have the trainers here at Kindred Spirits. There's a lot of herding dogs. And the herding dogs, I like herding dogs because they're smart, they're biddable, they love to train, they love to work, they love to do stuff, they're incredibly loyal, they watch me like I'm a goddess. I mean, who else is going to make you feel like that? (laughs) And people see our dogs that are well-trained, well-behaved, patient, work in the class, look absolutely awesome, and they want a dog just like that. Yeah, how many times do they come into class? (gasps) I want my dog to do exactly that. Okay, so I heard this story, and I am sorry that I did not take note of who said it. Okay. But I absolutely love it. Trainer was working her dog in public, and a woman came up to her and said, 
That's wonderful. What kind of dog is that? I want one just like that. And the trainer looked her dead in the eye and said, it's trained. (laughs) No, no, I know, but I want, what is that? She goes, it's a trained dog. And I think she said she repeated it four or five times. Yeah. Before the woman kind of got it. Yeah. And wandered off. But that's the discussion we have is, yes, Bones and Hero, my dogs, are great dogs. They're wonderful dogs for me. Yeah. Bones is, Bones is not an easy dog. And he could could not have gone to a pet home and be happy. He's a working dog. He's a hardcore working dog. He's smart. He's tenacious. Hero's softer, but he still wouldn't be happy in a pet home. He wants to do stuff. And so they are trained dogs, and I know what their needs are, and I meet their needs. I take my Jack Russell Terrier to the nursing home, and... Oh, sometimes the staff or other visitors will stop. Oh, is that a Jack Russell? T- Just like Eddie, right? Eddie on Frasier. <laughs> those are such good dogs and calm. I'm going to get one of those. <laughs> no, no. no, wait, wait, no, no, no. You don't want to do Bad. that. Well, we see it lately with the, the Huskies. Oh, oh, so many Huskies. Because I believe the Game, of, Game Thrones. of Thrones has them in there. And I was talking to one of our new students, students who adopted. Right rescued a husky and uh that's what she had heard when she was looking around that a lot of these are turned in because the game of thrones i said yeah but those are trained dogs dogs. they don't come to you that way yeah and so many now are being turned in because turned into rescue yeah 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 have your vision i mean i used to feel bad when i had my rottweiler and people would say oh how that's she's wonderful i'll get one like that no rottweiler is a very specific kind of breed and just because my girl is trained right? doesn't yeah. mean that all yeah. Rottweilers will behave that way. My vision changes a lot. <laughs> From Rottweilers to Terriers to Cockapoos. Yeah, well, that's Petra's fault. <laughs> hey, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, but it's... For me, part of my vision is the different busy. kinds of breeds teach me something different. Oh, right? yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. So I like moving from different not just different breeds different classes of dogs well i went through that years ago i mean when paul and i met i had a dachshund chihuahua mix and then we got a dalmatian i will admit the dalmatian went back to the breeder very shortly i realized within days that that was the wrong choice for me so i did the responsible thing he went back to the breeder german shepherds which i loved Doberman, which unfortunately I found out I was allergic to. So he went to a working home. Papillons kept him for their lifetime, but they weren't the right breed. Aussies, English Shepherds. So I went through a number of, oh, and the English Bulldog, (laughs) the Marine Corps mascot. Yeah, you didn't pick him. No, we didn't pick him, but we had him for several years. And I went through several breeds, types of breeds, and, and realized that the German Shepherds were the good fit from the beginning and and went back to the herding breeds. The herding breeds fit me well. Yeah, it it's hard it's hard to help somebody pick the right breed if they don't have a good vision. I guess right. that's what it's the first filter for me. Right. Yeah. And, and we often get around that by saying, Well, what do you want the dog to do? Yeah. Right. Right. Well, or where do you live? How many people have we talked to recently that live in apartments with Huskies? 
Oh my God! You mentioned that—that's exactly that rescue, that yes. historic class. Exactly what it was. Yes. Two other little apartment dogs, and they got this husky, and live in an apartment, a family of five. Wow! Upstairs right. apartment, not even a yard. Wow! And they couldn't figure out why this husky was just so crazy. Little. Yeah, pretty much. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but where do you live? Mm-hmm. Is your living situation appropriate to the breed or type of dog that you're? anticipating and there's some ironies like a great dane can live in an apartment nicely sure yeah 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 they don't have a lot of stamina usually right Right. i mean once they get past puppyhood Uh, yeah and so you know a good walk and they're happy or actually a number of even greyhounds surprisingly are couch potatoes yeah yeah yeah, they have the spurt of their energy and then they're like okay i'm done yeah they're couch potatoes they're sprinters yeah and then there's also your temperament and that house and that yard or lack of. I have a very small yard. I have two herding dogs. I have to make sure they get walked, they get run, they get brain games, they get trick training, they get exercise. Otherwise, my situation would not be appropriate for two busy herding dogs. So today I did a private training with a, a lovely couple and two lovely dogs. One is an Aussie, one is a Springer Spaniel. And the dogs are sweet, no aggression, they want to learn, they know a little bit. But mom and dad have very different visions. So They're two totally different dogs, too. So whose is who? They haven't really divvied them up, but I would say that the gentleman was more attracted to the male Springer and the woman more to the female Aussie. That'll be interesting if that remains that way. As exactly. the dogs grow up. Right. So and I was explaining that uh, yes, the boy dog should defer to the girl dog. That's the way things should be done. While I'm watching the woman of the house turn to her husband and go, <laughs> and he's sitting there going, well, you're right. I know. <laughs> and what she was going at him about is, you never tell the dogs, no, you're just too, you're just too, to, uh, you're not strong enough with them. So they just walk all over you. And he's going, yeah, I don't like to say no. It's interesting that he's the soft oh. one. <clears throat> I don't want to fight with the dogs. I want them to be my friends. No, they are not your friends. They are our dogs and they must behave or they're no fun to be around. And you must tell them, yes, dear, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> and I'm thinking there's two. They both love oh, their dogs. Yes. They love each other. But their visions of how they should be, excuse the stretch, parents to their dogs, is different. He is happy to have both of the dogs walk ahead of him on the leash as long as they're not pulling. Okay, but that's reasonable. No, they should be next to your side. Oh, Oh, that's mom, huh? They should be walking in the heel, paying attention to you. Oh, And I'm like, okay, we got to find some middle ground here. Yeah. I don't mind them walking ahead as long as they're not pulling, but didn't you just tell me that the dogs have pulled you down, sir, several times by pulling hard? Well, that's true. Oops. Okay, let's let's come up with something in between. How about just loose leash no matter where they're walking? So we compromised on that, and we worked on that, and they were both happy with that, at least for today when I left. <laughs> we shall see. And as your door closed and you started the engine... <laughs> They were very nice people, and the dogs really wanted, but because they had different visions, the dogs didn't know what they were were supposed to do. Yeah, I can understand that. 
Yeah. So it's not just getting the right breed, it's also... Well, I think it takes some self-reflection first. And some honest look at your lifestyle. Your yeah. lifestyle. Your, pers- your own personality. Yeah, yeah. It takes some honest reflection. Your, your house, your yard, the time you got to spend with the dog. My boys would not be happy if they were alone for eight hours a day and left in a backyard and then had nothing to do. I'd come home, sit down in the easy chair and fed them and did nothing else. I mean, a day or two of that might be okay, but not every day. This has nothing to do with it, but it was so sweet. So they're a retired couple. Okay. This same couple? This couple. And they take the dogs with them wherever they can. Okay. Eat out on patios and things like that. But about every three months, they go up to L.A. for the day, Los Angeles, for the day. Okay. So they're gone a minimum of seven hours, sometimes ten. Okay. Did I think that was okay to leave the dogs for ten hours? Well, I'm, the first thought was, where are you leaving? So I said, well, well, where are you leaving? Well, they're in the garage, but we have a couch and an easy chair in there for them. <laughs> <laughs> and an automatic feeder in case we're not home by the time they're used to getting dinner and access to the screened in portion of the backyard so they don't have to worry about coyotes but they can go outside and piddle and drink and and play if they want to and you're like well i'll stay there for 10 hours (laughs) i'm not absolutely i don't because i think my mouth was open by this time uh just hanging there i think they even said they lift the tv on in the garage for them and i think no, you know what? I don't think 10 hours of that is a problem. I really don't. I think that's perfectly fine. Are they upset when you get home after 10? No, no, they're not upset. They're just happy to see us. Yeah, I don't think that's a problem. I really don't think that's a problem. Let's move on to the walking, okay? Yeah. Well, and in real life, most dogs need to be left alone eight hours a day. If somebody's working, Patreon has to leave hers. But she doesn't come home and ignore them. No. And no. they can go to the bathroom. Yeah, and they've got. I was getting and ready they have for their my... beds in and outside the garage as well. Yeah. And, but yeah. did you have a TV for them? No, I no, don't. no couch. Don't tell them about. I was TV. just gonna say I'm gonna tell them. No, it's not. <laughs> a couch and an easy chair and a TV. <laughs> no. Little sidebar. Um, <laughs> and then when I get home, it's like you know, I go home, change, and they're out with me right away, and we do the chores on my little farm, and they're out there doing doing the and work. And then they come to Kinder Spirits. So here, and then they whatever. work. Yeah. So they're they're not you know it's it's not you come home from work and they yeah, walk down from work. The TV. Yeah, they're just, they're and that's like, where my me. vision got mixed up with theirs because when they first asked, I thought they were leaving the dogs in crates. Yeah, you know, that's I'm always sure. like, no, you can't leave a dog yeah, in a crate for more long. than say yeah. three or four hours. Yeah, and, yeah. but no, they're leaving them in luxury. <laughs> yeah, I was like, nice. okay, fine. <laughs> An older couple again, retired. They had a lovely toy poodle. And um, she was about eight or nine, so they have already forgotten the puppy raising. Sure. The mind kind of blocks that out. <laughs> so at some point they said to each other, let's get another lovely little dog. So they got another toy poodle puppy. Oh, my. And the vision was shattered. Yep. Because it was a puppy. It wanted to run and play. And wrestle with the old dog, who probably didn't want to do that. Actually, the old dog wanted to. Oh, okay. Oh, good. But mom, it's just so much commotion. Oh, I want. I always look at it as being fun. No, she wants to sit on the couch with her cup of tea and her poodle by her side and read her book. Oh, that was her vision of having a dog, and the older poodle was cool with that. 
The puppy went, not yet! And, and probably not for three or four years. Yeah. And when I told her that, she was stricken. Stricken. So we did rehome her. And then the original owner called me three days later going, oh, did I do the right thing? Oh, my God. I said, well, who did you, you know, tell me about the rehoming. Well, it's this really nice couple. They're younger than we are, but they're already retired. And they, they have a second home down in Mexico near Acapulco. So they just took her down there with them. They sent us pictures every day of her on the beach or by the pool or on the plane or in the back of the rental car and going out to dinner. I think that poodle puppy is and probably Hermes, thrilled. And, and I'm like, would they adopt me too? <laughs> I think you did a wonderful thing by finding her a good home. And let me stress, good, good home. And those people are now in class with that dog and they're loving her. And now all these visions are clear. They're happy back with their one sedate older dog who probably misses the younger dog. Oh, I'm sure. She was probably having a blast. Yeah. Yay, life's not you know what? And now. That's, and that's a good point. In that case, it's like, well, then maybe considering there's so many sweet older dogs, older dogs that need homes. Yep. It does not have to be a young dog. Go look for something older. They need good homes to live out the last few years a, a, of their A life. couch potato to sit next to you on the couch would be great. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's how I got Walter, right? Because V had, or Virginia, got Walter as a puppy uh-huh. and had a vision had a vi- yep. of a dog lying in the sun while she gardened. Yeah? No, no. Walter was helping her dig more holes than she wanted. <laughs> and then she destroyed the garden. <laughs> we actually, you know... As my Rottweiler was winding down and wanting to lay in the sun, she became a good dog for Virginia. Right. She's still my dog. All right. Well, we need to take a break for our sponsors, so hold on. We've got a lot more to talk about when we get back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Put on a perfectly possum pet party. Having an awesome birthday or adoption day celebration for your four-legged friend? Or just want a fun excuse to throw a fun party with your friends from the dog park? Deck out your party with Molly and Bandit Pet Party Accessories, party products designed specifically for pets. There are wearables, including adjustable pet party hats, bow ties, and tutus. The photoprop kits include funny glasses and hats. The party supplies and decorations include coordinating table covers, party banners, cake decorations, and treat bowls, cups, and bags. Everything you need to create great memories and Instagram-worthy photos. They're available in two colorful themes, Tropical and Fireman. It's a dog's life. Celebrate it with Molly and Bandit Pet Party at mollyandbanditpetparty.com slash petlife. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm Liz. With me today are Petra and Kate. There's... Being able to change your vision if necessary. Yeah. My mom lost two old dogs in a short period of time. And she was in her late 70s when she decided to get a new dog. And I wanted no part of the decision because I didn't want to be blamed for it. 
And so I told her, do your research and you choose. Well, she chose a puppy. And I was like, okay, it's up to you. <laughs> By gum, she raised that puppy. Ginger's a very nice dog. But my mom wanted to do therapy dog work with her, like yeah. she had done with her previous two dogs. Yeah. Ginger didn't like that. Wasn't so I hard. will give my mom credit. She was able to change that vision of what Ginger's life was going to be. They were going to do therapy dog work, and Ginger made it plain. She was not comfortable with that. Years ago, a friend of yours, you asked me to call her. I think she had been Aussies or German Shepherds like all of her life. But she wanted to talk to me because she was now in her 70s, I'll say. And her, her vision was, if something happened to the dog, if it was injured or whatever, she would no longer be able to, to carry. To lift it. Right. Oh, right. So yeah. she was trying to find a smaller breed that would still give her the joys of the vision she had with her shepherds. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. But be more in alignment with the reality of the vision she needed now. Right. Right. We I had remember. a wonderful which conversation. Is, yeah, which is great. I think yeah. it's wonderful. Because there's some people we hear, and we've had in the past, that they've had Great Danes their whole life. And oh, now Lordy. they're in their, you know who. Yes. And then they're in their late 70s, maybe early 80s, and they got a Great Dane puppy. And not only that, a Great Dane puppy from a working <laughs> line. <laughs> yep. And they just they couldn't, it, couldn't it, handle it. Her. It was horrible. They didn't have the strength or the... It, it was, was unfair it was, to them, and it was unfair to the dog. They were living in a mobile home with no yard, period. Right. No yard at all. Right. Yep. And they didn't even want to consider getting a small dog, a lap dog kind of thing. Nope. They always had Great Danes, and they will and they continue argued to with us Danes. And argued with us and argued with us. And, and the they were at each other's throats, and yeah. and the dog was at there, and everybody was fighting it with was everybody. It was horrible. Mm -hmm. Horrible. Yeah. So yeah, there is a time I think you need to see. Not me. Not ever. <laughs> <coughs> but I will have my herding dogs. <laughs> but other people. So research. I'll remember this when it, in like 10, 15 years from now. Yeah. 20. Yeah. 20. 20? Oh, 20 years from now. So Liz. <laughs> How's it going with you and your new ES puppy at 91 we're, years old? We're, we're awesome. Yeah. Thank you very much. This will be on a motorized scooter. Chase heel. Heel on the scooter. Yep. Chasing the puppy. Damn right. right. Get it. Get out of here. Use a cane that has a hook on the one end, though. <laughs> oh, Catch uh, that puppy. <laughs> hey, you guys aren't that far uh, behind me. Yeah, we can laugh at you first, though. <laughs> So quite often I come across the how to pick the right breed. Yes. Which is great. But I sometimes think there's just not enough attention paid up front. Yes. We occasionally do get phone calls and emails. Oh. Of people who are thinking ahead of time. Do you remember? Are they still in class? Uh, they called and said that they just moved to the yes, area. Yes, they, they are still in class. Farm. They're still in class. And... They wanted to get a dog for their small farm uh -huh. and their children, and they wanted a great peer? No. Yeah. Yeah, they wanted a great Pyrenees, but they didn't understand that the great Pyrenees was a livestock guardian dog that would prefer to be with the livestock rather than the kids right. it's in a farm situation. Now, sometimes great peers are great dogs for families, as long as they understand what the dog is. 
But in this situation, they wanted it, him to be both a livestock guardian dog and a kid's playmate, right. yeah. which was going to cause some issues, some yeah. conflict. So and, they're the ones that are in class now. With the well, we said, greater, yeah, we greater Swiss mountain dog. dog. Talked That's to them right. a lot on the phone. Talked about their visions, what was realistic and what wasn't. And yes, they've now came back with a greater Swiss. Mm-hmm. And they're very happy. And it's she's a, a nice, wonderful puppy. Oh my God, she's a nice, very nice puppy. puppy. Yep. Yeah, that's nice. And once they settled on a breed, then we talked to them about how to find a good breeder. And actually, they went back to the Midwest to find her. Yeah. So, yeah, occasionally we get calls. And that's wonderful because then... That's fun. We can talk to them uh-huh. about what is your vision for the dog. Patron and I get it a lot about English Shepherds because they mm-hmm. are a rare breed. Mm-hmm. And, yes, they look like a Border Collie sometimes, and we can explain the differences, and we can talk about the breed as a whole and the history and what they need and so forth. But most of the time that doesn't happen, unfortunately. Usually we hear from them when there's already an issue. I can count on probably one hand, maybe two, over the past 15 years that I've been called out to help pick out a new dog. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or supervise the initial greeting of a new dog to an existing dog right and it's it's like yeah oh yeah i'll do that Mm -hmm. absolutely Mm -hmm. it's much more fun than picking up a mess afterwards right right so the point is i think if you're one of those people that's in a position right now where you're thinking about getting a dog or getting another dog what is your vision for that dog what would you and the dog like to do? Where's the dog going to fit into your home? Where's the dog going to fit into your life? Is what you're expecting going to be the right thing for that dog? Because, you know, we've got to make both sides happy. Yeah. Make you happy yeah. and make your dog happy. If Well, and then you, I mean, 20 years ago, yeah, you had that great Dane. But now look at you. Are you at the age? Do you have, can you bend over? Do you have back issues? Can you... Like that lady, can you pick up the dog if the dog was injured? That right. was a concern of hers. Yes. Little Which was a like that. So, realistic one. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. younger days, yeah, I wanted this breed. Yeah. But now I'm older now, so maybe look at something else. Are you willing to do what that dog is going to need? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Be- beyond I'm, the 30-second commercial you see on TV of the Golden Retriever. Running. Right. Right. I yeah. thought long and hard about it before I got Bones, my first English Shepherd. Because I knew that this breed was similar to Australian Shepherds, but different. And I really went back and forth and back and forth. I researched the breed for a long time and then picked the the breeder's brain. (laughs) And even after I brought him home, I was picking her brain. And finally she said, Liz, he's got a wonderful home. He's perfect for you. And I went, really? (laughs) And I've owned dogs all my adult life. But I still had to think about it that much. Am I doing the right thing for this dog? I'm going to go out on a limb and speak for a lot of dog trainers saying, yeah, ask us questions about what you should get. Mm -hmm. Sure. And I'm going to put in a plug for good breeders. Yes. Yes. It is wonderful to rescue a dog if that is still going to be the right dog for you. We've all had rescues, but a breeder, a responsible, reputable breeder who knows her breed well is going to know each individual puppy inside and out. 
with both Bones and Hero. I let the breeder pick that puppy. They'll know the be- the the, the good parts of the breed and the bad parts. Yeah, right. Because they don't. And I firmly believe that if you buy from a respectable breeder, you're actually helping to reduce the number of dogs that need homes in the future. Yes, because these are the dogs that are going to stay in their home, mm-hmm. or go or back to the breeder. It'll go back to the breeder. Responsible breeders will also help reduce the number of unwanted dogs because I'm stressing a responsible breeder. Right. right. We should help and and support responsible breeders. Right. That's my soapbox. And if you do want to adopt, if you want to rescue, that's absolutely fine too. Just do so just as wisely as you would if you were finding a reputable breeder. Exactly. All right. Well, I hope we've given you something to think about and uh, it's up to chew on and we'll talk to you next time bye-bye having a rough day longing for the dog days of summer think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life well find out everything you're begging to know as pet life radio presents it's a doggy dog world with pet expert and award-winning author liz palaika Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.